0: This is They Reminisce Over You. I'm Miguel.
1: And I'm Christina. We wanted to take a minute to make a small request of all our listeners. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, or Podchaser, leave us a five star rating. You can also leave a review as well on Apple, Good Pods, and Podchaser. Ratings and reviews will help us with discoverability, and we want to get this out to as many like-minded folks as we can.
0: We want to get on the first page of these podcast apps.
1: And to move up on the charts as well. So help us get the word out.
0: Make sure to follow and interact with us on social media. We're at Troy Podcast on the gram and the bird. Also, check out our website, TroyPodcast.com. It's where we post links to a lot of the things that we mentioned in the show, as well as transcripts and themed playlists that supplement our episodes and more.
1: Thank you again for your support. You ready to get into the show? Let's do it. Welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I'm Christina. And I'm Miguel. (laughs) (laughs) I told him he needed more pepper.
0: (laughs) The person we're talking about today has been in the game for over 30 years. His first role, his very first movie role, was a lead role. Fresh out of high school. At 17 years old, he played Q in Juice. And I remember you telling me this a couple weeks ago. Ever since this role in Juice, he's been in something every single year since.
1: Yes, every single year since 1992.
0: He's played multiple doctors, multiple FBI agents, (laughs) multiple athletes. He's done it all, basically.
1: (laughs) He's only been a DJ once, though.
0: He's only been a DJ once. Q, that, a.k.a. That
1: re- DJ GQ.
0: That I can think of. Okay, he's only been one, a DJ <laughs> one time. Uh, if you haven't guessed it, we are talking about Omar Epps on this episode. We are. So you want to just get right into it?
1: Let's do it.
0: So we're not going to run through his entire filmography because, like you said, he's been working consistently for right. the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. So we're going to break it up into chunks and discuss our favorite roles from each of those eras of his career so we're going to start with juice, higher learning, the wood, love and basketball, all that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He played Quincy in two different movies. He was
1: Oh, right. In Love and Basketball he was Quincy, was Quincy and juice. Too, right?
0: He was Quincy in Love and Basketball. <laughs> he played Malik, the same Malik in both Higher Learning and Don't Be a Menace well, to South Central.
1: But technically, the Don't Be a Menace. And
0: it was blah, a parody. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so he,
1: <laughs> he was supposed to be the same Malik.
0: But technically, he he did Malik twice. He did. So out of all of those films from his early career, mm-hmm. what are your favorite roles? And what are your favorite moments of that?
1: Well, I think my first frame of reference will just always be Juice. Of course. Because, I mean, it was Juice. Yeah. <laughs> Lead character. It was at a time where we were just seeing these kinds of movies, right? right?
0: Which we bring up all the yeah. time. This was <laughs> a, a big time for quote unquote urban films. Right.
1: So that will always be my first frame of reference. And then I think my second frame of reference would always be love and basketball because it was kind of like that, you know, the romantic drama, just like Love Jones, it gets put into this category of like, oh, what is your favorite love stories and movies with black people in it that doesn't have to do with the hood or... The, right. you know, I mean, when boys in the hood and Juice and stuff like that came out, we never really seen anything like that. But then after a while, it's like, okay, like black folks can just fall in love. Yeah, we can do more just than just go to work and have like, drive-bys and yeah, like just, you know, live life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, just normal everyday stuff. Yeah.
1: So I think Love and Basketball has kind of become like a culturally beloved film because it's just people falling in love (laughs) and having those kind of everyday problems with relationships. However, after our rewatch of The Wood, I would say during that period, that would be my favorite because it was just a delight. Like we were just chuckling (laughs) and (laughs) laughing throughout the whole thing. And I think Omar Epps is at his best when he can be... Charismatic and charming, which right. is that was his character. He was like the peacemaker between the three of them. Like what's his name? Slim was kind of like the the irate one and always cussing and getting upset. And Tay Diggs character was like the fuck up Roland. <laughs> Roland. And then um he was just kind of like the in-between. Right. Kind of keep the peace. He's the charming one, the one who fixes the problems and all that. So I think he's at his best when he can play that person. Right. And even though he was still the main character in the narrator. But because there was a lot of flashbacks, we didn't get to see as much of him as we would normally see a lead character. Yeah. Because there was a lot of the high school stuff. But again, I think just for the movies of that time period, I think that's the one I enjoy the most. But yeah, if you had asked me before I watched that, I might have just said Love and Basketball because it just feels like that's the one that, oh, Love and Basketball was so sweet. But then after rewatching it, I was like, nah, the wood is hilarious. It
0: is. (laughs) And I didn't choose that one because mm-hmm. just like you said, he wasn't in it throughout right. the whole thing, mm-hmm. only the modern day parts and he was narrating it. So right. that would be number two on my
1: list. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to go with higher learning only because juice is the obvious answer. And I don't want to do obvious <laughs> answers
1: because you're a contrarian. Yes.
0: I want to do what's <laughs> not expected of me. So I'm going with higher learning is my favorite All right. where he played Malik.
1: Well, I was just, <laughs> just going to say, even though that I didn't pick that as my favorite, every time I see Omar Epps, I always yell out Malik <laughs> because of, well, Remy. <laughs>
0: Calling him Malik instead of Malik. Yes. Fucking Malik. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going with
1: that one as, as my choice. I mean, I'm not mad at that. You have
0: anything else you want to add for this era?
1: This is a bit of a tangent, but I just still can't get over it. When we were watching The Wood. And I was like, how old is Melinda Williams anyways? Because we were just joking around how you always have these adults playing teenagers, right? I'm like, I know she's in her 20s. And I looked it up and she was 29 playing a (laughs) 14-year-old. 14 to 17 because they spanned a couple years. Yeah, but still. Yeah, so she was 29, playing a 14-year-old. And then as we were watching the movie, I was just obsessed. I kept looking up people's age. And I didn't look up everybody, but definitely Omar and Sana and a couple others. Like, she's older than all of the adult characters. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because Sana was like, I think, three years younger. And then Omar was like a like couple years younger. And here she is playing the 14-year-old.
0: <laughs> a 14-year-old <laughs> junior high student.
1: <laughs> so I just, I couldn't get over it. I'm like, 29? Yes. Here I am saying, ah, I bet you she was 23, 24.
0: Nope. <laughs> She's 29.
1: Yeah. So that's my little tangent.
0: Yeah, I think we need to do an episode on adult actresses <laughs> who play teenagers.
1: Play teenagers over a span of decades.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like you spend an entire <laughs> career playing teenagers, like Bianca yeah. Lawson.
1: Also, I saw him on an interview, and I can't remember where. It might have been Math Hoffa's podcast, but he was saying that a lot of the dialogue in Juice was improv because it was an old script.
0: Yeah, I... Didn't hear it in that interview, but I've heard that before that the script was like 15 years old or something. So
1: they were like, just run with it and talk the way kids are supposed to talk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I guess is why Tupac ended up saying, (laughs) partner. I don't think that couldn't have been written in the script. What
0: was he supposed to say? Something like, jive turkey? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You jive jive, turkey. turkey.
1: He went, (laughs) partner. That P was hard. It was.
0: (laughs) Yeah, some of the other films from this era, I'm not sure if you've seen all of them. But just looking through his IMDb, I have seen like 85% of the stuff that he's been in and didn't even realize it until like yesterday.
1: Well, now I realize there's a lot that I haven't seen. Like I knew he was in the program, but I never saw it. And I don't remember because I watched ER a little bit. So I don't remember if I watched any of it with him in it and I also know he was in Scream 2 but I didn't watch it. He was technically but didn't he in like Scream 2. right away.
0: Yeah, he was out of there. Okay. In like 6 7 minutes. Basically when yeah. we were talking about LL Cool J like being the black man who lived <laughs> yeah. in two different movies. Right. He was out of there like five, six, seven minutes. (laughs) He wasn't in it long at all. I don't even count it.
1: So I didn't even miss anything. I knew he was in the mod squad and I thought about watching it just, you know, just to see But I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and I know sometimes you got to take reviews with a grain of salt, but it was like 19%. Oh,
0: I don't remember it being that bad.
1: Like critics and audience, it was like bad. Or at least the ratings. Are yeah, I don't tomatoes, remember so I it being
0: nineteen like, percent.
1: But like now, I kind of want to watch it. Just you know how sometimes if something is that bad, <laughs> you
0: have to see for you yourself. Kind
1: of have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so I might watch it still at some point just for fun.
0: <laughs> I would say out of these movies that we just listed, mm-hmm. my favorite role of his might be in Major League Two. Okay. Because that's one of the few things that he's done that's a comedy, and he played Willie Mays Hayes.
1: That's true. He doesn't really do. Comedies. Yeah, he doesn't do comedies often. Uh-huh. So I mean, like the wood was funny, but it wasn't technically a comedy. Right. Though.
0: And he took over the role from Wesley Snipes because Wesley played Willie Mays in the first okay. movie and he played him in the second. And I just like corny comedies <laughs> like that. So that's probably my favorite character. Okay. But my favorite movie is Higher Learning.
1: Okay. I haven't seen it. And I mentioned this in the LL episode, but I really think I need to watch In Too Deep.
0: Now, that's a bad movie.
1: I still want to watch
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) But I say this, it's entertaining.
1: I still want to watch it because (laughs) I just watched a couple clips before we started recording. And, you know, around this time, it's like the same 10 black actors over and over again. So I'm like, oh, look, it's way big. Oh, look, Hill Harper's got blonde hair. I need to see what this is about. (laughs) Nia Long's in it, of course. Nas. I don't know how big his role is. I'm thinking it's small because the clip I saw, he was just like a drug dealer. I don't even remember.
0: The one thing I remember about this movie, and we talked about this, Mm -hmm. is the interesting way they decided to do LL Cool J's facial hair. (laughs) (laughs) It was just too dark. He had these eyebrows that I just could not stop looking at for the entire movie. It was too distracting. Yeah. And second thing is what you saw with the guy on the pool table. Right. I'm not going to get into detail, but that's something you don't forget when you see it in a movie.
1: Yeah. I saw the scene without seeing the end of the scene. Yeah. You
0: don't need to talk about it. It's.
1: And I'm already (laughs) dreading that part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I already know what's like, I can figure it out. (laughs) Exactly. actually seeing the scene. But the more we do this, And how we we always talk about this, like it's different when we were growing up watching these things or listening to certain albums and stuff it felt more spread out or it was more spread out, but now we're kind of like consuming everything at once. So we're watching these, these movies and it's like in the wood. Sanaa is the adult version of his teenage girlfriend. And then Tay Diggs is in the movie, right? So then Brown Sugar, Tay Diggs and Sanaa is together. And then yeah. in Love and Basketball is Omar and Sanaa again. And then right. Tyra plays his girlfriend in Higher Learning, but she's also his fiance, also in mm-hmm. Love and Basketball. Yeah. So you're just like all these people have to pretend to be in love with each other or something. (laughs) right you're like oh now this person is with this person this person's (laughs) with that person and then i forgot that morris chestnut had a small part in um higher learning as well it's just like oh so you really just had like a handful of black actors to choose from
0: which is why melinda williams is playing a 14 year old (laughs) at almost 30.
1: (laughs) yeah so just one last thing i want to say about this era and I might have mentioned this before, but I remember seeing him do an interview on Arsenio promoting Juice, and he mentioned putting out a rap album. And even though I liked Tupac in the movie, it was it was kind of all about Omar. And at that time, Tupac, he hadn't released an album yet. So I just remember being really excited. I'm like, oh, my God, he's like this new actor that I like. And he's a rapper. So I'm going to get You're getting two for one. Beer. Yeah. So I was like so eagerly anticipating it. And then all of a sudden I see a music video from Tupac. I'm like, oh, there's that guy from Juice. What about the other one? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just really confused around that time because I was anticipating an Omar Ebb's album and I ended up getting Tupac music, which never came. <laughs> yeah. The wolf pack.
0: And it's funny that you mentioned it. I didn't see the Arsenio interview. I mm-hmm. probably did. I'm like, But I don't remember the Arsenio interview. I do remember reading it in a magazine and nothing ever coming of it. And just every couple of years, once we got the Internet and whatnot, Mm -hmm. I would think of random shit to Google or look up because Google didn't exist at the time.
1: (laughs) Ask Jeeves.
0: Ask Jeeves or something. (laughs) And that would be one of the things that I would look up is Omar Epps and the Wolfpack and would find nothing other than interviews where he's talking about it, but no actual music. But in the past two weeks. We have found three videos, <laughs> three videos. Yeah. Two are very old and from the 90s. Mm-hmm. And one, I think, was like three or four years ago. Yeah. It's a song with him and Saigon. Yep. So we're going to link to all of these videos <laughs> so you, too, can be enlightened by the Omar Epps rap experience. Going to tell you right now. It's very 1990s.
1: Very 1990s.
0: Even his record with Saigon from a couple of years ago is very 1990s. <laughs>
1: Specifically like <laughs> mid-90s. Yeah. That's a uh, very like, you know, Black Moon and...
0: Uh... Nah, I wouldn't say Black Moon because Black Moon wasn't as fun as what Omar <laughs> was doing. <laughs> so this is more like Lost Boys. Yes, yes. Or that's um, better... Ill Al Scratch. It's very New York.
1: Yes, it's very New York. Where
0: we're gonna wear hoodies and Tim's, but we also want to get the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not as dirty and grimy <laughs> as Black Moon because Black Moon looks like they stink. these guys look like they are from the same circles but they
1: bathe. Nas.
0: Yes there you go. But Nas didn't do this type of music at that time though he was still doing the I'm strictly boom bap type shit he hadn't turned into you owe me Nas yet
1: this is very like 93 95 New York
0: yeah like I said Lost Boys Mm -hmm. that's where you're going with it (laughs) I think that's a good place for us to take a break and then come back and talk about the next era. All right. Hi, kids. Do you like fun? Yeah. And bookmarking a bunch of articles you'll probably never read. We're starting a monthly newsletter called Liner Notes. We'll be sharing what we're watching, what we're listening to, throwback YouTube videos, updates on our upcoming projects, random shit you may have missed on the internet, you know, stuff like that. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to troypodcast.com slash newsletter. Do it.
1: It's good for you. It'll make teeth <laughs> white.
0: <laughs> and back to the show. All right, and we are back. We're going to talk about the next era of his career, the stuff he was doing between 2003 and 2012. If you look at his IMDb, it looks like it wasn't a lot, mm-hmm. but he was on House for like at, eight in a lead years. role for like <laughs> eight years. So his movie stuff kind of slowed down during this time. He did a couple things. Yeah. Nothing that I've seen. Actually, I've seen Alfie. So I take that back. That's the only thing I've seen from this era. But everything else I haven't seen.
1: I watched House. Okay. Uh, semi-regularly. It wasn't like, ooh, every week I gotta watch this. But I watched it enough to like know the storylines and the characters and stuff. Okay. So he's part of House's team of doctors.
0: Dr. Eric Foreman.
1: Mm-hmm. So I do remember him being on the show, but the show is mostly focused on House. Of course. So even though he was a main character, like I don't really remember him that much. Right. Other than that, knowing that he's in the show. Yeah. But it's not really like, oh, yeah, there was that one time he did this and he did that. Yeah. It was just like, oh, he's one of the doctors on the show.
0: I didn't really watch the show consistently. It was one of those things where when it was like an active show, if it was something on after it that I wanted to watch or before it, Mm. then I would see it. And even now when it's on, like in reruns or whatnot, if it's on, I won't turn it, but I don't seek it out to watch it. Yeah. So I've seen a few episodes with him in it. I don't really have much to say for it. Yeah. Because it wasn't a bad show. It just wasn't something that I went back to over and over again. Right. But apparently the people like it.
1: Well, it ran from 2004 to 2012. Yep. And he was on since the pilot episode. So I guess this is kind of like his nine to five. Yeah. For an actor. <laughs> and
0: he's won multiple NAACP Image Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been nominated for a lot. He's been nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award mm-hmm. for this. So it works out for him. It gives him a higher level of fame, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and I think um, he actually mentioned it in an interview, but I've seen other people say this too, but like if you were a movie actor, it was seen as like, oh, you do it TV. Yeah, it was a step down. Yeah, so one of the interviews, they asked him if he prefers to do TV or movies and he said he likes both and he mentioned that, you know, it used to be seen as kind of a bad thing for a movie actor, but he enjoyed his time there and it was a good show. Um, Yeah, it wasn't bad. I don't have anything
0: bad to say about it. Like I said, it just wasn't something that I was into religiously.
1: Yeah. I rewatched the pilot just to kind of refresh my memory on his roles. So there's three doctors. There's him, another dude, and another woman. And he was kind of like, I guess, like the level-headed one. Okay. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. It
0: seems he's that character all the time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. This kind of goes into the next era too, but I don't know if this was something he brought to the role or if the writers or whoever casting had him in mind for the role. But I think I also kind of enjoy when I see him play these characters where his race doesn't matter. Like anyone technically could have played this role. But as we know, when you're a person of color out in the world, you can only blend in so much. Yeah. And so I like that there's like sort of this blackness that he brings to his characters. Like it's not in your face, but there'll be little experiences where it's like, oh yeah, only a black character could say something like that or do something like this. That's kind of all we have to say about this era Yeah, that kind of took up the most of those 10 years. But this leads directly into this next era with another TV show that he had not quite as long, but a two year run with. Right. That's pretty good to roll from one to another like that.
0: And nominated for more NAACP awards (laughs) with the show.
1: So this one is Resurrection. And even though it ran from 2013 to 2015, we actually... Just recently watched it. We had started it. Yeah,
0: we watched the first season.
1: I think we watched it when it was actually on.
0: Yeah, we watched the first season and then we started the second Mm -hmm. and then just stopped for whatever reason. And then we picked it up again, maybe a month ago or so.
1: And this was even before we planned to do an episode about Omar Epps. Yeah. There are shows that I just look for to watch. I call them like passive viewing, which is stuff I like to watch when I'm like folding laundry or cooking where I need it to be interesting enough to want to watch it. But if I miss a thing here and there because I'm. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. So then I started watching Resurrection and then you would see a little bit of it and be like, all right, let me get back into it. And then um, I watched the interview with him on Tamron Hall's show. And that's when I said, did you know that he's been in something since 1992? And they were like, OK, we need to do an episode. Yeah. And then you ended up finishing Resurrection with me.
0: Yeah, I remember watching it and then we stopped watching it and completely forgot that it existed, existed <laughs> until you started watching it again. Right. But it's an interesting show. It's an ensemble cast. If you haven't seen it, it's available on Disney+. Plus. So you can go check it out. And there are some things that we could say about it, but it would spoil it. So <laughs> there's a lot of twists and turns, So um, I can't say much about we it. Give
1: the general premise. Just basically people who were dead just suddenly start returning.
0: Hence the name resurrection. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's basically it. people who have been dead for anywhere from two years to 100 years yeah. just come back
1: to life. So, I don't know if I would have continued to watch the show without him though.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't watch yeah. <laughs> if he wasn't in it.
1: The show itself wasn't bad, but yeah, I I am about 80% sure I wouldn't have watched it. Oh, I definitely wouldn't have watched it. (laughs) If he wasn't in it. No, not at all. But again, kind of like what I was saying about his character in House is he brought himself to the role and you can identify with being like just tired of everybody's shit.
0: (laughs) Basically, that's what he was. (laughs)
1: Because like he ends up working for the government, but he doesn't know this person's name. He has her saved in his phone as government bitch. Yeah. (laughs) And that just feels like something I could totally relate with. (laughs) And then there's this part where there's a little black girl who's returned from the thirties and she said something about colored people and he gives her this little look and she starts giggling and she's just like, I mean, black people. (laughs) And then he's like, okay. So it's just like little things like that, that sort of realness where yes, you're playing a character where, you know, the race doesn't matter, but This is also just who you are. And so you can't just go through life being colorless, right? (laughs) Exactly. So just these tiny moments where it's like we can acknowledge your identity without making it like a big thing. Right. (laughs) But that little face he gave her when she said colored, it was hilarious. (laughs) He's like, "Mm, we don't say that anymore.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Those days are done. This era is also the same time where he started getting back into movies. Mm -hmm. And when I said that I had seen the majority of his movies, Mm -hmm. these are the ones that I haven't seen yet. So almost Christmas, Traffic, Trick. I haven't seen any of those. So we may have to do like a (laughs) B-side after we watch these and then give an update. But I haven't seen those yet.
1: Yeah, the only new one that we watched, and it was literally just today, was his movie that he produced. Uh, What's it called again? The, the Devil You know. know.
0: You watched Fatal Affair yesterday. I did. You know? I was
1: just about to mention that. I completely forgot I watched it yesterday. Um, It's very formulaic.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's an- another movie with him and Nia Long.
1: Yeah, it's it's okay.
0: I saw some pieces of it as she was watching it, but yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing.
1: It's not the worst movie. It's something to watch, but it's kind of like a very formulated thriller type thing. But I think Nia and Omar, they do their best to make it entertaining. Yeah. (laughs) But... You know, it's passive viewing. (laughs) Yeah,
0: But The Devil You Know was really good, though. That's another one that has some twists and turns that we can't mention. But I thought it was really good. You're (laughs) giving me a look that you didn't think so, but I did.
1: No, no, no. I'm giving you that look because, you know, I'm saying my favorite Omar Epps is the Omar that gets to be charismatic. And he's kind of a broken man in this movie. (laughs) He is. He's trying to get his life together.
0: Yeah, he's just someone who's trying to get his life together after (laughs) a few years of hardship and interacting with his family and things happen. I'm not going to say what those things are. (laughs) You can watch it for yourselves. It's called The Devil You Know.
1: Yeah, the interactions with his family is cute, with his parents.
0: (laughs) Uh, He is uh, a recurring character on This Is Us, Mm -hmm. which is a show that I've never seen. And I have no desire to watch it either, even though so many people love it and it's highly rated. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't look
1: fun. You know what? It's not even the not fun. There's a lot of not fun things that I watch. I don't know (laughs) what it is about this damn show, but I have zero interest <laughs> none no matter how many awards they get how many people talk about how great it is whenever we see the commercials i'm just like Ugh.
0: <laughs> so i don't know I, i'm gonna challenge anybody listening right now to hit us up and convince <laughs> us why we need to watch this is us because right now up to this point it's not working for me i have not been convinced
1: and i don't know what it is
0: if i can be swayed i will watch it but otherwise i'm not gonna see it
1: Yeah, so I think for this era, the thing I would have to pick as my favorite and it's kind of the default is just Resurrection. (laughs) Okay, that's like the most current thing I watched during this era.
0: Because I haven't seen him in power either. Yeah. He's in that starting in this current season. So he's playing another detective (laughs) since that's who he is.
1: He's a detective.
0: FBI agent doctor doctor athlete athlete (laughs) (laughs) so i haven't seen that yet so yeah that's pretty much most of his filmography Mm -hmm. because the discography doesn't exist yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) one song and a cameo or a feature
0: yeah (laughs) Uh, but those are the things that we've watched do you have a recommendation Mm -hmm. of his entire career for people who haven't seen anything from omar abs in a while or they haven't seen much what would you recommend that they check out
1: all right so i have several recommendations i do recommend resurrection even though i kind of called it like passive viewing (laughs) but i really just kind of liked how he played this role and it's something that's a little bit more current even though it's still like eight years old yeah I don't know. I just like seeing him in this role. Okay. And I would recommend House for you specifically.
0: Okay. I will get back into it.
1: And the reason I recommend House isn't necessarily for Omar, but I know you like characters that are assholes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and House is a huge asshole. Okay. But he's good at what he does. and That's why they keep him around. <laughs> but he's the kind of asshole that you find hilarious. All right. So the House is right up your alley. And my third recommendation is if you haven't seen the wood or you haven't seen it in a while, it's definitely worth the rewatch because it's hilarious. All right.
0: I'm going to go with, and this might be recency bias because we just watched it today, Mm -hmm. but the devil, you know, that's the one that I'm going to recommend for people to check out because I think it's a pretty good movie. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. I went in expecting the worst But it's actually really good.
1: Yeah, I thought it wasn't going to be good because I had a bias against it because I watched Fatal Affair and I don't know why that made me think this one wasn't going to be good, (laughs) even though it's not like it was made by the same people. Like I think he produced this one or directed or something, whereas the other movie, I'm pretty sure he had nothing to do with that other than acting in it. (laughs) Well, the
0: reason that I thought it wasn't going to be good is because usually when you have actors who are like producing their own movies, they either end up being really low budget Mm -hmm. or just bad. So that's why I was going into (laughs) it thinking that it was going to be terrible. Yeah. But there's a lot of like, I wouldn't say a list actors, Mm -hmm. but not quite B list actors either. (laughs) They're big names. There's people. Black famous. There's some who are (laughs) even more than black famous. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. Okay. So there's a, Bunch of people with long filmographies, mm-hmm. well-respected actors and actresses. I was not expecting this to be that. Okay. That's all I'm going to say.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: so check out the devil. You know, I give it two thumbs up. Okay. You can't see it, but I have my <laughs> thumbs up right now. I can
1: see it. I can confirm. Two thumbs up.
0: <laughs> all right. That's pretty much all I have. Is there anything else that you would like to say about Omar Epps before we get out of here?
1: Uh. Um, release the wolf pack tapes i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> omar if you're listening
0: let us hear those records that you were making in the
1: 90s <laughs>
0: the streets want to hear
1: big daddy kane said it was good queen latifah said it was good i don't know if they're just being nice but for whatever reason it ain't out. <laughs> it isn't because so. i saw a very short one minute clip with him on queen latifah's show and she was like Oh, it's really good. And he's like, Yeah, so good. It never came out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the streets need that Wolfpack album. We want it. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. All right. So we will be talking to you guys in a couple weeks. Until then, bye. Bye.